It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown. Foster. Nine seconds for the win. Oh! 
really excited about what I've seen from the Mets so far. But yeah, anyways, I've been watching the Mets a lot. I've been, you know, gearing up for these NBA playoffs. I'm really excited. And, you know, like March Madness is a lot going on at first, and then it just yeah. kind of like trickles down to the end until the, the last couple of games, which, are, which were good. But uh, it's nothing like it to me than those first couple of days of March Madness or the craziest days. Uh, but anyway, this was a great game. Ended up being a three-point contest. North Carolina up 15 at the half. That was yeah. crazy. I mean, I always was pretty confident that Kansas was going to be able to come back. I think I, I might have gotten both of my bets correct for this. I think I, I yeah. said... Oh, yeah. I said Kansas was going to win money line, but I didn't think they were going to cover the spread. And I could be wrong, but I believe that this is the under. But It was the under. It yeah. is the under. It was. So... I got it all right. So if you guys betted with me, hopefully you made a lot of money. But yeah, I think we, we both picked Kansas. I think the better team won. Not much else to yeah. say other than that, in my opinion. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I also picked Kansas to win, got that right. But I thought they were going to cover minus four. If you remember, I thought I had my very specific description of what was going to happen. Tie game. Kansas was going to end up winning by five. The line was four. They won by three. So they didn't cover, and the over-under was like 150-something, and the final score 69-72 was in the 140s, so they didn't cover that either, so my betting didn't go super well, but I got to give it to them. They did what they've done, what they did the entire tournament, which was they completely turned it on in the second half. It's exactly what they did against Miami. They were down big at halftime, came back and blew them out. This one, they obviously didn't come back and blow them out, but they're down 15, and they won by three, so they won the second half by 18 points. Super impressive. The one point I, I did want to bring up was that the one play we would have been talking about forever if Kansas lost that game, which was inbounding the ball with four seconds left, up by three. Oh, geez. And a guy steps yeah. out of bounds for Kansas. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was I mean, unbelievable. That would have literally been one of the most iconic moments. And now it's just going to be probably forgotten in history, yeah. more or less. But it would have been one of the most iconic moments if but North it made Carolina it, I mean, to win. They, I, I, the way I remember it was Carolina missed on one chance and then they yeah. they gave them another opportunity it was just a, a bad shot i thought uh anyways because yeah i think they had two shots on that last possession Kansas yeah got i the believe ball. so but they were both kind of kind of rushed and they just weren't yeah but then they weren't great shots but then they had they got another chance after yeah, the yeah. Uh, turnover which was so just it was crazy that that happened and then North Carolina gets one more chance, and then they shoot the, that they shot that three to tie the game at the buzzer. I don't know about you, but the way it was going from our angle of watching on TV, it, I thought that was in. It had like the perfect amount of power. It was just like to the left or the right of the hoop. I can't remember, and it, it airballed, but it looked like it was going in. I totally thought it was going in. Kansas completely shot themselves in the foot. It was going to overtime. They're going to lose that game. So yeah, I don't know how you run out of bounds. I mean. Yeah. He was so afraid of getting fouled and having to make the, the free throws that he only was trying one. to evade everyone, and, and uh, he ended up running away too far, and he ran out of bounds. Yeah. It was crazy, but ended up not mattering, and uh, unfortunate, but it was definitely a well-deserved victory. He stepped up. He stepped out of bounds, I think, like twice yeah. as well. Like, And it was weird, because if you saw the replay, it was... The out of bounds is on his right side. Oh yeah, like, and he, he, he was with step, his, He stepped out with his left. Like he left stepped foot. across himself. I don't yeah, know yeah. what his right foot was inbounds, but his left foot went out of bounds. I think twice, like yeah. two consecutive steps. It was very strange running. I don't know, like with the replay angle, I'm like, how is this physically possible? He used to work on his gait. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, though that would have been one of the most iconic moments. Now it's going to be forgotten. Kansas goes on to win the national championship, and. I mean, a one seed won it. And I mean, and they were playing North Carolina, who was an eight seed, but like not really an eight seed as we saw it. Um, but yeah, exciting win for them. Exciting college hoop season. It's going to be fun next year. But now we have to move on to the pros. Yeah, so you want to just get in on these NBA playoff predictions? Just start with the, the playing tournaments and then just go. Uh, yeah. Go Let's conference do it. by conference. Our full NBA playoff predictions. Yeah, we're going to break it all down. Here we go. Let's start with the play-in tournament happening this week. Kenny, you kick us off. What's going to happen in the play-in tournament? Okay. 
So we have Cleveland is playing the Nets, right? That's 7-8. So I have the Nets winning there. Okay. So I have the Nets making the 7 seed in the playoffs. So then Cleveland is going to have to play the winner of Atlanta and the Hornets. Yep. I have Atlanta winning that game. And then I have Atlanta beating Cleveland. So I have Atlanta as the 8th seed there. And Cleveland, they, they had a great, you know... There were certain points in the season where they were they were the four seed, I believe, yeah. and I know that uh, Jared Allen got hurt down the stretch, but that's an exciting team. Um, but you didn't have Colin Sexton for like the entire right. year, basically. And, uh, and that one guy, Rubio. the one guy really stepped up. He made the All Star team. I like him a lot. Jared Allen, Mobley, Garland, no, uh, Garland, Garland, Garland. So Garland, I think, yeah. is a star in the making. You ever play the game NBA? Like the video game? Yeah, like 2K? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you use Garland in that game, he is the fastest <laughs> guy you'll ever have. It's unbelievable. I like. I had no idea who he was, and I played with him one day, and he's just like the flash. He's like, you get in the ball, and you just drive some past somebody, and he's already like in the paint before anybody could even crash on him. It's unbelievable. So... I don't think uh, I've played as the Cavs before, so I'm gonna have to well, give them a try. Why well, do we do like the the three randoms and then if you you know that kind of a style? So uh, that's I got them once and I played with them and yeah. So if anyone hasn't played with them, you want a deadly little uh, difference maker? Try to try to use with him, use him. But did, did you win with the Did you win with the Cavs? I probably did. I'm be- I'm quite good. Really? Yeah. We we've never played. No, we have. Are not. you good? I'm pretty good. All right, we're gonna have to play now. <laughs> We'll play, and then we'll get back to everybody about who's better. So, yeah. So, uh, it'd be unfor- you know, it's, it'd be unfortunate that they would miss the play-in tournament because they definitely had a, a great season. I don't think anyone was expecting them to do what they did this year, even if they ended up dropping in the standings towards uh, the end. But they definitely have a nice young core there, and they might be you know, a couple draft picks or a star away from being a serious contender. We'll definitely look for them in the future. But that's what I have in the East playing tournament. So now in the West, we have the T-Wolves versus the Clippers for 7 versus 8. And I have the Timberwolves winning that game, so they'd be my 7 seed. Then we have the Spurs and the Pelicans playing 9-10. I have the Spurs winning that game. So then we would have the Spurs to play the Clippers for the right to win the eighth seed, and I have the Spurs defeating the Clippers. Wow. So Spurs are my eighth seed. Okay. All right. You want to do your playing tournament? Yeah. So okay. East, I actually have the exact same as you in the East. So I have the Nets beating the Cavs in the 7-8. I have the Hawks beating the uh, Hornets in the 9-10. And then I have the Hawks beating the Cavs to be the eighth seed as well. Oh, it's the same exact thing in, in the, the East. East. Okay. Yeah. For the West, I I basically have the exact opposite of you. Really? Yeah, I cool. have Clippers beating the Timberwolves in the 7-8 seed, so Clippers move up to 7. I have the Pelicans beating the Spurs in the 9-10, and then I have the Timberwolves beating the Pelicans to be the 8 seed. Okay. So Clippers 7, Timberwolves 8 for me. Basically the exact opposite. Yeah, I mean, to me, especially the West, it doesn't really... It's not of too much consequence because I think that um, those one and two seeds yeah, are definitely going to take definitely. care of business. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. I guess we'll see what happens. All right. Should we move on to the first round? Yeah, let's do first round in the East. Sure. Okay. All right. So now in both of our, we would we have the same now bracket going For the East. in this round. Right. One through eight. We right. The same. So I have Heat Hawks. Mm-hmm. I have the Heat winning here. The number one seed. Had a good team, really deep team. Uh, we could definitely look for them to make some noise here. They're only one year removed from making the NBA championship, right? Yeah, the Hawks are coming off of being in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They are. Yeah, they are. The Hawks are... Uh, They're not to be messed with. No, I mean, they shouldn't be taken lightly, but I think the Heat are just way too complete. I think they'll be able to uh, to take care of Trey Young and, and kind of uh, keep him in check. So you want me to just keep... Going or do you want to you want to comment on yeah, that I can, game? I can. I mean, I could do my pick for that too. Well, I, why don't you do that? I, I also pick the Heat to win this one. I do think the Hawks are going to give the Heat a run for their money. I think they're going to. I think they're going to take a couple games. I think they'll take the series to six or seven. But the Heat, the Heat, I think will win. I to me, the Heat are a little bit overrated. I'll get into it later in my bracket. But I don't think the Hawks are going to quite beat them. But 
they got hot last year in the playoffs. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They still have Trey Young, who's having another incredible season. And it's just not going to be quite enough. He doesn't have quite the lineup around him like the Heat do. But they're going to give him, they're going to take a couple games, I think. But the Heat, I still have winning. All right, let's move on to the next one. The 76ers Raptors. I have the 76ers. Should I should I address this question now that they have in here? Should the 76ers be worried about the Raptors? Sure, yeah, sure. might as well, right? So, yeah, I think they should be worried about them. I think it's going to be a very close, tough-fought series because the 76ers were 1-3 um, and three against the Raptors this year. And I know you're going to say regular season doesn't matter. I already, I already know you're about to say it, but I think it does. And for those that think that it does... You could agree with me that it's definitely a potential concern, and it's going to be interesting to watch. I have the Sixers winning. So you have the Sixers winning. Yeah, I have the winning, but I'm saying, you know, it, it's not going to be easy. The, the Raptors shouldn't be taken lightly. Yeah, I have the Sixers winning, and I to me it's not going to be as much of a problem. I, I To answer the question, should the Sixers be worried? I don't think they really should be that much. I The Raptors... They had they've had a good season. That they got to the fifth seed, but they really only play with those five starters. And to me, when you get that into a playoff series, especially against a, a deeper team like the Sixers, I get worried about how fresh they're going to be going into each game. To me, I just the Sixers are just so loaded now, especially with, with Embiid playing incredible. You have Harden. I don't know. The Raptors just don't seem to to me to really match up as well with them. And yes, they did go one and three against the Sixers went one and three against the Raptors in the regular season, but this is the playoffs. This is Embiid and Harden. Again, I think the fatigue is going to be become an issue for the Raptors. I could see the Raptors maybe taking a game, but I think the Sixers probably win in five. We'll say though, you say Embiid and Harden in the playoffs, they certainly are improving commodities come playoff time. More particularly Harden with his, resume come playoffs I mean he's definitely had his his chances at times when he was with the Rockets to go further than he than he did and, and he always seemed to come up short usually against the Warriors and just to put it out there it'll be interesting to see because I know now people are saying oh since he's been to the Sixers he hasn't really lived up to expectations so the spotlight is is on him I think I'd say that all out of all the people I'm not, you know, I haven't really thought about the West, but out of all the people in the East, I think the most pressure is on him as a single player. Probably. Because he was the one that had it made. He was on that team with with uh, two other all-time great players. They they would have ended up being this big three juggernaut if, you know, if they had stayed together and they would have made the playoffs. And then Kyrie ended up coming back. I heard that there was, you know... I'm sure you've heard as well that there were apparently some issues between Kyrie and, and Harden, and that might have led to him wanting to leave. But nevertheless, he pushed his way out of that crazy, unprecedented lineup that he had with the Nets to go to Philly, and now he's there, and he's got to show up. It's time. There's... Everybody's saying, you know, I've seen more recently that people are starting to come more towards Jokic, like I've been saying the entire year about him being the MVP. But, um, you know, people still look at Embiid as this amazing player, and you couple that with Harden, this team should be able to make some noise, and it's good. people are going to be looking at James Harden because of what has already precipitated this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with you on... Harden having a ton of pressure, leaving the Nets, going to a good Sixers team, being teamed up with Embiid. I and and that's why I don't know. I I, I think he I think he will turn it on in the playoffs. They have such a deep roster, to, and that's just why at least going to this Raptors series, I think they'll be fine. Um, All series in the NBA in the NBA is uh, seven games, right? Yes. So this is going to go seven games. Okay. I'm calling it right okay. now. But we can move on to the next. Sure. So we have Bucks Bulls. I have the defending NBA champions taking care of business here. The Bulls are definitely a team to watch, especially early. They have some great players. You have um, DeRozan. You have Zach Levine, Vucevic. 
I got to see them play live this year. That was a lot of fun nice. to watch them. Uh, they're definitely an exciting team. It should be interesting to watch, but in the end, I think Giannis is going to take care of business in this one. Yeah, I also have the Bucks winning this one. Um, Bulls have really kind of fallen off. The Lonzo injury obviously didn't help, but they really... I mean, it was crazy that a decent amount of season, they were like the one seed which in the East, which was absolutely wild. I mean... It's been, it's been a bit since that was the case, but they had a, a very strong start. It's just kind of falling apart. DeRozan's obviously playing incredibly, which has been it's been a lot of fun to watch him play. But you have Giannis having another MVP-level season. It's playoff time. I, I, to me, I get, this, I get a similar vibe to when they played the Heat, when the Bucks played the Heat in the first round last season, where it was like, oh, Heat like, had a pretty good season, and like, oh, who knows about the Bucks? And then the Bucks came in and absolutely dominated. So, and this Bucks team is just as good as they were last year, I think. I think Brooke Lopez might be coming back. He's back. Or he is back, okay. Well, at um, least, unless if he's been hurt again recently, but I've seen him play. He's, I know he's, he's missed back. most of the season. He's missed no, a lot of the season, back. so he's, he's another big addition to the team. I think they're, I, I don't think they're going to have too much of a problem uh, playing against the Bulls in the series, so I have the Bucks. All right. All right, we're... Final we're agreeing. Series. We're agreeing way too, way too often so far. So let's. That's right. That'll change. See. No, I think it'll change. So we have Celtics Nets here in the two verse seven. I know that everyone loves the Nets. I know that it's Kyrie. I know that it's Kevin Durant. But I am going with the the hometown team, the Boston Celtics. Been high on them for a good amount of time now. Even before they made this this big run of theirs, I like the Celtics a lot. I have the Celtics winning this matchup and putting this uh, Nets team to bed, and it's going to be a very disappointing loss for the Nets. I'm going to make two pretty bold predictions Okay. right now. One, this one's not as bold, but this series will go to seven games. Nets-Celtics will go to seven games. Two, this series really sh could and should be the Eastern Conference Finals, and I'm going to say this right now. Whoever wins this series is winning the East. And for my pick, I was really back and forth because it's going to go seven games. But I'm taking the Nets. And, you know, it's a little bit that I said preseason that they'd go all the way. And, or at least go all the way to the uh, NBA Finals. And now that Kyrie and KD are back, I'm feeling good about them again. Celtics are having an amazing season. I think if, if they didn't lose Robert Williams... It would have been even harder to pick them, but that's a big part of their defense that's gone now. It's 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 really tough, but I'm I'm taking the Nets here, and and I mean yeah, it's a seven versus two, but it's not it's just, it's kind of like North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. It's not really like a traditional seven seed here, just like North Carolina wasn't really a traditional eight seed in the NCAA tournament. So there's two very evenly matched teams. To me, it really is a toss up, but because I, I I think those are the two strongest teams in the East, but. I'm taking the Nets, sticking with the team I've believed in all, all year going into the season. So, yeah, there's that's the upset. I just want to just say that even if the Nets did win, I don't think they're getting past the box. Okay. But just want to put it out there. Okay, so... To the West. To the West we go for the first round. So, my one versus eight is Suns versus Spurs. And I have the Suns winning very handedly there. Okay. There's not really much more to say about that. Who who's your one versus Suns versus Timberwolves? Okay. Um, yeah, and it's basically the same thing. Like Timberwolves, honestly, that, that's probably a sweep. Suns. Yeah, I, I think the I, Suns I, are going to sweep the Spurs. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah, I think whoever the Suns play first round, anyone coming out of the playing tournament, they're probably going to sweep. The only one, the only teams that are going to give them real competition are those top teams of the West. I, I really. That that's why like what, I know what you're saying with like not being that excited for the play-in at least for the West because like yeah those top two seeds really are that good. But see the thing about the East is that I'm not excited about the Hawks, the Nets. I mean if they were to like lose the first game and then <laughs> and then have that pressure on them in the second game that would be fun to watch. We should be like holy crap is this team actually going to not make the playoffs? But yeah. other than that you know, but if, uh, if the yeah, I will say, if the Cavs beat the Nets, Nets drop to the 8th seed, which is possible. 
Then it's going to be Nets versus Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. It would have been nice if we could have done this after the plan, because then we'd have even a better idea. But yeah, right. we're going to be... But the, the playoffs start on Saturday, and it's Easter break, so it's just it, it, it would be too tough. You know what's interesting, though, I was just thinking about? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that they should do it, or if they are even good enough to do it. But what if they, like, botched the first game on purpose... To be the eight seed, because I feel like yeah, they that path is nicer. It is. I would fully Because then you could play the Heat and probably the 76ers instead of the Celtics and then the Bucks. Just, I mean, I'm not saying they should try to do it, because then you're just really playing with fire and you should yeah. just be happy to get in at all. But it's definitely, like, an interesting uh, thought experiment. I mean, I'm totally with you, because, again, I, like I just said, I think those are the two strongest teams in the Eastern Conference. I think that would be the Eastern Conference Finals if the the schedules could align that way. So yeah, like I, I don't think the Celtics really want to be playing the Nets. I honestly don't think the Nets really want to be playing the Celtics. So well, I was talking to my friend Cam, who was on the show last week. Yeah. And uh, he's a Celtics fan because he's, he's from around here. And he was, you know, kind of complaining about, oh man, we're going to have to play the Nets now and, and all this kind of stuff. And he was like, discussing scenarios with me about, like, maybe we should lose and try to get to be the three seed and all this kind of stuff, like, the past two weeks. And I, I said, listen, you're probably going to have to get to them eventually. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you are looking to make this run to the NBA Finals, if you're that for real, you're going to have to play the Nets at some point. Or you're going to have to play a team that has beaten the Nets yeah. and is now looking really scary because they just beat the Nets. So why don't you start off, like, just win your games, do your best, get your home court advantage as best as you can, and then if they come to town for the first series, go out there and try to beat them. And then if you beat them, you have all this momentum behind you because you just beat this team that is, like, really highly favored to, to make the NBA Finals and was a big preseason favorite. And they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, two of the best players in the world. And then if you beat them, you kind of have this confidence behind you. And if you don't, then, you know, why are you going to, like, it's not a traditional first-round exit. It's no. we got stuck with playing a team that's a really good team and it just worked out this way, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly why I'm saying that whoever, I, I think whoever wins this series is winning the Eastern Conference because, like you just said, Celtics are the number two seed. If they go out there and beat Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, that's just a huge confidence booster. If you beat them, you feel like you can beat anyone. On the other side, if you're the Nets, you just went and beat the team that's been the hottest team in the NBA for the last three months, the Celtics, and you also feel like you can beat anyone. You have, the, you have these top two players, and you just beat one of the best teams in the NBA. So, I mean, I, this is... The series is going to be a huge confidence booster for whoever wins it, and that's why I think they're going to whoever wins it is going to make a run. So, I don't know how we just got back to the East when we already did a Western Conference <laughs> matchup. Yeah, how that? <laughs> oh, oh, because, about the I was saying I wasn't excited at the yeah. plane. Okay, so now let's go to <laughs> digression. We we both have Mavs Jazz because that's the only yeah. Yep. So, I have the Mavericks here. I have it being really, really tight, Isaiah. This could definitely go seven games. The Jazz are really good. The Mavs are really good. But I believe in the Luka Magic here. I'm a big Luka Doncic fan. Uh, this year was in an interesting year because I remember last year when I was watching that matchup between the Mavericks and the Clippers, it just seemed like the Mavericks couldn't play defense for the life of them. I like. Yeah. I had never seen anything like it, how how terrible their defense was. It was like there was a revolving door at the rim. It was it was crazy. But this year, they've made themselves into a defensive team, which is pretty shocking. But I guess I don't I mean I don't really remember did they make any big trades or additions. They traded Chris Stops. Well yeah, right, but is Spencer Didwitty known as like a defense right. I don't know. So Whatever has happened, I don't know if it's the change in coaching. They have Jason Kidd now, right? So maybe the scheme there is different. And uh, whatever they've done, their their defense has definitely gotten a lot better. They have the second best defense in the league, only behind Boston by .2 points per game allowed. So that's really interesting to have the combination of 
such a deadly offensive weapon like Luka on this very gifted defensive team. So I have them beating the Jazz here in the first round. Yeah, just trying to find real quick though. Um, yeah, there has been. I just I, I saw this this ESPN article. It said like their their defense has kind of gone off the past month or so. So I, I mean that is something to be worried about, and I mean, that is why I'm worried. It has I'm, gone off. Like it, it has it dropped. Been, it's, it's dropped oh, it's off. dropped off. Yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't really provide much context. Um, but so I don't know what that means. But I do know that they have they have had a good season defensively. But I am worried about them for the same reason that you just said was last year. When they got to the playoffs, yes, Luka went crazy, but they were giving up so many points. And I just get worried about that happening again in the playoffs. At the same time, the Jazz, on the, on the other hand, are the team I picked to actually go all the way preseason and win the championship. I love Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert is dominant. I'm taking the Jazz to win this one. I, I also think it's going to be a really, a really good se- uh, series. I just can't really pick against the team I picked to go all the way in a 4-5 matchup. And again, I am just worried about... I could see Donovan Mitchell just absolutely going off. Rudy, Rudy Gobert just eating up down low. I'm worried about the, the defense collapsing like it did last year. So I'm taking the Jazz in that one. Should be a good series, though. Luka versus uh, Donovan Mitchell will be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, So I'm absolutely. excited for that one. All right. Warriors Nuggets, I have the Golden State Warriors. Not taking Jokic? No, I love Jokic. I think he's going to be, he deserves to be a back-to-back most valuable player. Yeah. But uh, he doesn't have enough around him right now. I know, you know, Jamal Murray suffered the ACL uh, tear later on in the in the playoffs last yeah. year, I believe. And he still hasn't made it back. And uh, like I don't think Michael Porter Jr. is playing either, so... He doesn't have his uh, his full team with him, and uh, I I mean they've got to get that guy some help because yeah. uh, you know like I'm not trying to bash Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. They're fine players, but they're not amazing players. Imagine if you paired Jokic with another star, another superstar. I mean you're you're dealing with Jokic's prime <clears throat> years right now, and and you're you're going to be a first round exit in the playoffs. So. Denver's got to wake up and, and make some moves and get something going there. So you think they trade one of the, one of those two guys? Jamal Murray or I, Michael Porter? I don't know. I mean, trade, free agent, uh, like get someone in free agency. But something has to – this team isn't as presently constructed. Even when you have those two guys back, I don't think they're going to be able to compete. But, you know, then again, who knows? Because the Suns, they have, they have like – a couple of good players, and then the rest of them, like they're not saying they're they're bad, but it's not like it's not a super team. It's it's Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and then the rest of them, they they're good players, but they play together in that role and they they yeah. do their job. And same thing with the Grizzlies. I mean, it's John Morant, and then I don't know how many more people I can really name on that team. I know some of them. Yeah. Um, I've watched them play. They're yeah. a good team. It's a lot of guys that really have broken out this year. But it's not a team where you're like. Oh crap! They have all these like free agent stars and all this kind of stuff. So, and you know, last year they were they were on the come up and was oh that I guess this is Jaws' third year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is Jaws' third year, and but last year they were in the the playing tournament, right? And uh, they were starting to look better, but I think I don't think Jaw was in it at that point last year. I think he was hurt come um, playing tournament time, if I recall correctly. But anyways, my point is. is we didn't really see them as being this breakout team this year, but all of a sudden they're the two seed, and it's because things have meshed. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the Nuggets are just waiting to mesh, but that team's been together, that like same core for a while. This this Grizzly team hasn't been together for a while, and now they're looking good. And the Suns, you know, the team was there, but then when you added CP3 and DeAndre Aiden had a healthy season, that's when they took off and became what they became. So... Yeah, and, and you know, I'll just throw one one point out there as well. Um, Suns and Grizzlies, like you said, I mean, both those teams, those are the top two teams in the West. And besides a couple of top guys, it's a lot of other guys that are pretty good, but not standout names, not people that you really know off the top of your head that have played into their role. When we look at a team like the Lakers this past year, just in comparison, you could name the entire team. It's all people that were once really good. 
they didn't mesh well at all. They didn't mesh together at all, and they're not even in the play-in tournament. So I think there's just a lot to be said about that. Um, but you know, we're even, so but we're so used to it being the other way. I mean, yeah. Think about in our in our recent past. I mean, I was I was just saying to um, Lauren the other day because uh, you know she's a new a newer basketball fan. I, when she started dating me is when I got her into watching the NBA. So, but like when we were in high school, not too long ago, it was every year it was the Cavs versus the Warriors, and it was the Ca- the Warriors with Steph, with Clay, with Durant, with Draymond Green, and it was like <clears throat> you could name all these guys because they're all superstars. And then you know you had the Cavs with it was LeBron and Kyrie, and to a lesser degree Kevin Love. So. In recent memory, how it's worked the best was by having these crazy, like, top guys on the team, and then everybody else just kind of does their thing. And sure, those other guys contributed, but that's just how our mindset is, rather than, like, the one star in John Morant, or, like, CP3, who isn't, who's still, he's an amazing player, and I think he's a, a very underrated player, but he's not... Your big scorer, he's like your setup guy. He just knows his role. And I'm not a big Devin Booker fan. I know you love Devin Booker. I don't think he's that good. People think he's good. That's fine. But he's not a LeBron James when he was on the Cavs or a Kyrie Irving when he was on the Cavs or a Steph Curry or Kevin Durant when they were making those uh, those championship runs. So it was just a, a whole kind of different configuration. I mean, if you look at the Bucks, Giannis is amazing, but is Middleton the, like, as the second fiddle, the equivalent of Kyrie when he was on the Cavs or or Steph yeah, when, when he was with Kevin Durant on the Warriors. He's not. So it's it's really different now, and it's interesting to look at. But my point is, is what I was talking about to Lauren is, is that it's exciting now because you, you don't – no one knows what's going to happen this year. We could make these predictions, and that's great, but – there's a lot of teams that could really make a run in, the, in these playoffs. Yeah. And I would not be surprised at all if, like, I don't know, like seven I, or eight of these teams I made mean, the championship. I mean, you know I mean? can even, yeah, well, and one point of note I meant to mention earlier, I saw this stat earlier, the one through ten seeds in the East are separated by ten games. And that's the lowest it's ever been since the NBA-ABA merger in the mid-70s. That's crazy. But only ten games in between the top ten seeds, which is absolutely wild. I mean, there's so much parity, like at least in that conference. I know the West is really spread out; it's like thirty games or something like that. But that's why I could even see like the Hawks like beating the Heat. Sure, like that, they did. They did why, last year, like, and that's why this is so exciting this year. And that's what I was yeah. telling her. This is so exciting because it's not like it used to be, where it's like, okay, like let's just see what happens in the playoffs. So wait till these two Warriors guys make it Cavs again, and and, yeah. and then they're you know, and it was always fun watching LeBron dominate and not you know whatever. But this is so much better seeing it like this. I mean, the Heat could make it, the Sixers could make it, the Bucks could make it, the Celtics could make it, the Nets could make it, the Suns. The Mavs, the Jazz, who knows? The Warriors for sure, the Grizzlies for sure, the T Wolves. Maybe they go on a little run. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? They could be so, this year's Hawks. Like, so that's why like, this is a really interesting year, and uh, we're in for a treat. And hopefully, it it ends up being very exciting, as we both think it will. But yeah, I mean, now we can continue. Like, like t- talk for like ten minutes about this. No, that's right. Like, the, like T Wolves is the same thing. Like, if they win that seven eight game, and they play the Grizzlies. I could see them winning that too. Like, I mean, there's just always that team that like that low seed that makes a run. It seems like every year. And literally, the Hawks last year, I think I think they were like a five maybe, but they made the Eastern Conference Finals, and that was a conference where there was a lot of other teams that we thought were way better that definitely would be in the Eastern Conference. We we never even talked about them being in the Eastern Conference Finals. I had them losing in the first round to the Knicks. I remember, and they beat them, and I was like, I was really surprised and disappointed. And then they went on to beat the Sixers and then go and play the Bucks in these conference finals. So anything can happen. Another digression, but that's okay because we're just both Yeah, really we're excited. just talking. We're, we're just excited. excited. Yeah. Come on. All right, so you have the anyway, Warriors, I have the Warriors then, right? Okay. I have the Warriors too. So where are our deviations so far? We we did all the – so in the, we, east, in the East you said Nets and I said Celtics. We never, wait, and you had Grizzlies beating whoever your seven seed is? Yeah, yeah. Timberwolves. So no, I have the Grizzlies beating Timberwolves. I have them beating the Clippers, so – so, oh, so our, our two differences so far are Celtics and Mavericks. Yep. Celtics and... Because you yeah. have the Jazz. Yep. Okay, yep. great. 
On to the second round in the East. So we both have Heat versus Sixers, right? Yes. Okay. I have the Miami Heat taking down the Sixers. It's going to be glorious to watch. I, uh... I used to like James, you know, actually, I don't know if I ever liked James Harden, but <laughs> it's just kind of like, it's funny to see if this were to happen, because it would just be funny to see him fall after, uh, you know, all this stuff that he's done and all this, like, his whole attitude the last couple of years and, and questioning his his game shape and his effort and all this stuff, and now he's where he wants to be, so let's see what's going to happen, but... I really think the Heat are going to win this one. I think they're they have too much to, for uh, the 76ers to handle. Now that the 76ers have those two stars, but it's more than just the two stars as we just talked about, uh, you know, a couple minutes ago. The Heat are a really complete team. They have tons and tons and tons of depth. They'll have people coming off their bench endlessly, and they have a lot of toughness. And I think that's really going to come into play when they're when they're dealing with keeping Harden and Embiid at bay. I have the Sixers winning this series. And that's why, and then honestly, a good amount of it is because of what I've been saying. Like what I was saying about the Hawks earlier is that like, I think the Hawks give them a run for their money. I think what will happen going into the series is that you're going to have the Heat and the Hawks going into a, a deep series. I think the Sixers are going to take care of the Raptors pretty quickly. So I think the Heat will be more exhausted coming off of a, a longer series. They'll be going up against the Sixers, and yes, they have. They, I mean, they have a good roster. Like they have a lot of good names, but to me, there's just no like. Like I'm looking for like who's that? Who's gonna be that standout guy that's really gonna take over? And like for the Sixers, it could it could be Embiid and it could be Harden. I just don't see. Yes, they have a complete team. I just don't see who's gonna be that standout guy. I think it'll be a good series. See, that's the thing. Like even even when they made that run to the championship, I don't remember. Like I don't think it was Jimmy Butler just taking yeah. I mean, over. Like Tyler they, Hero like had like a crazy playoffs that yeah, year. Yeah, but they but, all, they all get theirs. Like Butler could get his points. Bam could get his points. Hero's gonna come off the bench. Um, Robinson's gonna shoot his threes. And now this year they have Kyle Lowry, who's you know still a great player. So. I don't know. I, I, just, I, I just go with the Heat. I just still like the Sixers. I like the Sixers roster better That's than fine. the Heat's. And again, I think they're going to be more fresh going into the series. I think that'll play into it a little bit. I think it'll be a good series, but I just I like the Sixers better. And again, like yes, they are the one seed. The Sixers are the four, but like, I mean, if there's another week of the regular season, those seeds could have easily been flipped. Like the parity, especially at the top of the conference, is so there's so much of it. It's so close that it, it seems. I mean. It becomes a coin flip, I think, for some of these series at 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 some point because the East, especially, is just so close. But I like the Sixers here. All, All right. right, so then second round here, I have Bucks versus Celtics, and you have Bucks versus Nets. Yeah, repeat so, repeat of last year's conference semifinals, actually. Bucks versus Nets versus Nets. Yeah, and that was a crazy one. Right. That'd be I mean, that would be awesome to see, but I I still think the Celtics are going to do it. And the Celtics beating the Bucks. The Celtics yep. are going to Fair. beat the defending champion Bucks. I'm a big Giannis fan. I'd love to see him do well, but unfortunately, from being objective here, I think the Celtics are going to take care of business in this one. Their defense is unbelievable. Best defense in the league. I know Robert Williams is definitely uh, Robert Williams's absence is definitely going to hurt. But I still think they got this one. He could be back for that series. Potentially. That would be huge. Potentially. Probably, I would probably lean toward it won't, but... What did he have not. again? Uh, it was some... I think it was a knee injury. It was like four to six... Uh, actually, I don't know if that sounds right. I, I just know it was four to six weeks. Um, and so it's like... It puts him at like mid-playoffs where he could like possibly return. So there's, there's a lot of talk about if they make a deep run into the playoffs... He will probably be back eventually. They just gonna have to keep winning and keep making more series happen happen for him to be able to do that. Um, anyway, though, I am taking the Nets here, and it's it alludes back to what I said earlier: Celtics or Nets, whoever's in this series is gonna win it. It's hard to bet against the Bucks. Last year, they proved. I mean, they proved to me at least that you can never doubt Giannis, especially when it comes to the playoffs. I mean, they. They're the defending champion. They obviously haven't lost in the playoffs in a long time, so it's hard to imagine a team actually taking them down. I still like the Nets, though, especially if, they, if they're they coming off that series against the Celtics. They have all the confidence in the world. 
I think they can take down the Bucks. Because, I mean, like we said before, that series last year was incredible. I think we're going to get a repeat of that. And this time, KD's foot will be behind the line when he takes that game-winning shot. And they'll be able to move on in seven games. I'm taking the Nets. So I have Nets versus Sixers. The two teams that made that big trade this year in my Eastern Conference Finals. That would be insane. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And As you, a basketball fan, I'd love to see it. And you have Celtics Heat. Yes. Okay. So you want to just go through now? I mean, we're here. Yeah, yeah. We can go All through right, the rest so of the East. Then I would have Heat versus Celtics. And I have the Celtics again winning. Yep. So I have the Celtics going to the NBA Finals. That'd be awesome. That'd be super exciting just to be around for that. Um, I have the Nets beating the Sixers. I mean, that would be an awesome series. It's, it'll truly be who won the series, but I'm taking the Nets there. And who won the trade? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, we both we both basically have whoever, like, you have the Celtics beating the Nets and then going all the way. Like, I think that'll happen, too, if the Celtics beat them. I just have the Nets winning it, and then I have them going to the, to the NBA Finals. All, all right, right, so then in the West. The West. You have Suns versus Jazz. Yep. And you have Suns versus Mavericks. Right. So I have... The Suns defeating the Mavericks. The Luka Magic is going to run out. I have the Suns going all the way this year, and uh, they're just going to be too much. Yeah, I have the Suns being the Jazz here. That, that, I think that would be a fun series, but Suns will, I, I, the Suns will take care of business. It'll be like, it would be like five or six, I think. Um, I like the Suns there as well. They're just so dominant. They, they, I mean, the best example of a team meshing together so well, like we were talking about before. So I like them winning that one. Then Grizzlies Warriors, I think we both have. So like they're the two seed, but I think this is an upset. I'm going with John Morant and the Grizzlies. I think. Yeah, I know that is weird to say, right. but yeah, it's fair. Uh, the Warriors are a great team. The Grizzlies are a great team. I'm believing in the Grizzlies here. I'm believing in John Morant. I think he's going to be really uh, excited to be playing in the playoffs this year, and it's going to be an awesome matchup. Him versus Steph. I think he's going to go off and he's going to assert himself as one of the the best players in the league and i think he's going to make his first western conference finals that'd be awesome to see but i don't think it's going to happen i'm taking the warriors here it's the splash brothers hopefully hopefully at full strength hopefully steph is back soon you have steph and clay and draymond back together the team that won three nba championships in the playoffs again plus you have additions of guys like jordan Poole, who's gone off this year I think that because I, I think the thing that was really concerning about the Warriors was yes you have like you have Steph and Clay but like who's gonna be those guys around them that like Steph no, up? they have a lot of guys and, and they have a lot of guys that have stepped us up this year they have a really complete roster and I have them making the the Western Conference Finals and setting up an awesome matchup I both of my matchups I think would be crazy Conference Finals Nets Sixers and Suns Warriors would those are both both of those. Sets of teams are in the same division. They play each other a lot. I just, oh, that th that would be so cool to see. I, that's what I have. And you have Suns Grizzlies, so. All right, so then Suns Grizzlies. I have the Suns beating out the Grizzlies and returning to the NBA Finals for the second year in a row where they will play the Boston Celtics. And then the Suns will get to the top of the mountain and they will defeat the Boston Celtics after their disappointing loss in the finals last year and become the NBA champions. I have the Suns also beating out the Warriors in an awesome series. Devin Booker and Chris Paul versus Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I think that would be a great series, but I have the Suns winning that one. So my NBA championship is Suns versus the Nets, and I also have the Suns winning that one. Last year, up two games to nothing in the NBA Finals. Looked like they were gonna they were gonna take it pretty easily, honestly. And then they lose four straight. Super disappointing. I think they're motivated. They're just as good, if not better, than they were last year. It just seems like nobody nobody can really stop them. I'm I'm honestly just curious to see who's gonna even like who's gonna be the toughest competition for them. Who's gonna give them the biggest, biggest challenge? Because to me, it seems like they're just they match up way better. They're gonna take care of whoever they play against. So. It'll be exciting to see who can actually really challenge them. I obviously I really believe in the Nets. I believe in KD and Kyrie, but going into the season, I had I had Nets versus Jazz in the NBA Finals, Nets versus Suns, I, I, kind of fifty percent of the way there, and I had the Nets losing there. So to me, I the the Nets aren't quite as good 
as these a couple of these top teams in the West, but I still think they're good enough to make the NBA Finals. But we both got the Suns winning. A little boring. That's okay though. That's okay. We we have it, you know, different ways, different picks along the way. Yep. Um, I think it's interesting because I remember last year a lot of people were talking about this was really the Suns' chance and this was Chris Paul's chance and they're not going to get back. And I was kind of agreeing with that because you had, you know, Steph coming back and you had um, Luka looking better and better. You have the Jazz always looking great. Um, LeBron building this super team there in, uh, in L.A. So I really thought that they were maybe never going to be able to get back. And I think I even said that on the show, but now I have them getting back and winning. So, yeah, and, and they changed my mind. And I kind of thought the same thing, honestly. I thought, you know, there's all these really good teams in the West. I especially thought the Warriors. The Warriors were a team I really talked up highly. And, I mean, they're the third seed, so they've, they've lived up to it. But I also thought the Jazz were going to take that next step coming off of having the best record in the NBA last regular season. They didn't really take that step. They fell back into the five spot. So that's why I, I believe they can win a, a playoff series, but I don't have them making that run to the NBA Finals like I originally predicted. Um, but yeah, the Suns, I, I just I thought they were going to fall. I, 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 I figured they would still be like a top four team in the West. Just they're going to fall back a little bit. One of those other top teams is going to get past them. But yeah, they've completely proven this year that they are here to stay and they are the possibly the best team in the NBA and they might be for a while going forward. So hard to pick against them right now, but we'll see what happens. Anything can happen. All right. So we have nine minutes left. Isaiah, are there any of these questions that you'd like to talk about specifically? Yeah. Well, actually just while we're on the Suns, who would you say has the best shot taking out the Suns and making a finals run? Probably the Grizzlies the the, in the West Conference finals. Right. Yeah, the Grizzlies. Yeah, I was going to say the Warriors as well, just for reasons I mentioned earlier with Steph and Clay being back and Draymond and all those other guys. So they have a chance. Grizzlies have a chance. Warriors have a chance. But it's just hard to imagine the Suns not going all the way this year. All right. Yeah, we have a couple other questions left. Should we just talk about the Lakers and the news around them? We can never not talk about the Lakers when we're talking about the NBA. Sure. All right. Well, when when is MVP coming out? I should have wrote down MVP. Um, are I don't we, know. Are we still going to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I think it's later in the okay. playoffs. I, I don't remember. I took a bunch. I you know what? I was thinking it in my mind, and I didn't write down the question, and then I prepared all these notes. Oh wow! About uh, who I think should win the MVP. So yeah, I didn't really put that much thought to it. Obviously. The, I did see a stat um, about Jokic earlier today that was like, I think he's the first player to ever have like the most points or like it's like points, assists, and rebounds numbers were like first time in NBA history. So when you do that, it's hard to pick against him as the MVP. I mean, and we talked a lot about Giannis having an amazing season, and you can't forget about Embiid too. But I mean, when you look at what he's doing, and He's. I mean, I will say he's on a Nuggets team where he is like the guy, right? Which, which change? I mean, I think that has to be taken into account a little bit. I don't know what. What? We, you, well, you go through say real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So, when you're comparing Jokic to beating Giannis, these are the categories that Jokic beats and beat and Giannis in, and it's a lot. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here to emphasize: rebounds per game. Assists per game, steals per game, field goal percentage, two-point field goal percentage, effective field goal percentage, true shooting percentage, minutes played, player efficiency rating, win shares, both normal, like, altogether offensive and defensive, win shares per 48 minutes, box plus minus, and offensive and defensive box plus minus, VORP, Offensive and defensive rating, total rebound percentage, offensive rebound percentage, assist percentage, and defensive rebound percentage. So I I pretty much just went through all of the major stats and I and the the things that Embiid were was better at than Jokic and Giannis is points per game, blocks per game, and uses percentage. And then the only thing that Giannis was better at than Embiid and Jokic was block percentage. 
And I just looked, I went through the leaderboards and I saw like if they were top 20, if, if any of these players were top 20 in this thing, then I wrote down what it was. And I mean, you could just see the list is immense for how crazy good of a year Jokic had. You, you don't have to know what all these stats mean. Like, all I'm saying is that he's done better than Embiid in all these stats. I think I still think Giannis it should come in second place in the MVP voting, but everyone is talking about Embiid and Embiid and Embiid. So I think Jokic is definitely better than Embiid uh, this year, and I think he deserves to win. Okay, I, I mean that's fair. I mean, he really again it, you have to take into account a little bit that he is like the team that he's on, but it's but hard to it's just hard to deny. I mean, he's when still you're the most valuable that to that stats. team. I mean, I don't right. know. Wait, when you're when you when you're leading in that many stat categories, it is hard to pick against you. So. So what do you want to do? You want to do Lakers? Yeah, let's talk about the Lakers a little bit. The breaking news is that Frank Vogel, the head coach, has been fired. Kenny, would you say he deserved to be fired? Yeah, absolutely, he deserved to be fired. I say that. Uh, when you have that collection of stars together, that big three, and you don't make the playing tournament, you deserve to be fired. I'm sorry. You could say what you want about maybe the roster wasn't constructed as well as it should have been in terms of role players or, you know, them maybe not showing a lot of effort, but that's on the coach. And they definitely should have performed way better this year. And for that, he deserves to be fired. I fully disagree with you here, Kenny. Wow. He does not deserve to be fired. This is why you wanted to talk about this. Yeah, it is. It is. You thought you thought I was going to say I think he should be fired? Yeah, I had a feeling okay. you would. There was a he had a great lineup and he played his best players when they were available. They weren't available a lot of the time, and when you look at the losses they had, it wasn't like they were consistently losing like close games and like he was making like poor decisions. Like they they kept getting blown out, and he was still putting out but the best product that? he had available to him because a lot of the because of everything I've mentioned this entire season, they did not mesh well. Isaiah, they all these former all stars that just weren't that good. It's not on him. Isaiah. It's not on him. I don't care about what injuries you have. Even if you have one of those guys playing on the team, at, at like at, if, if two guys are hurt and one of those three are on the court, they should be at least in the playing tournament. There's no way they shouldn't be in the playing tournament. Look at the teams above them. You could barely name anybody in their teams. You have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook on your team. You needed to not only make the playing tournament, you needed to not even have to be in the playing tournament. You should have been, like, at least a four seed. And the fact that they did not make the NBA playoffs this year is unbelievable with those three guys that they have. I know what you're going to say they're old, they're washed up. It's not on the coach. Whatever. It's not on the coach, the fact that they played terribly. It's not. It is, because you have, they, to, they make, did not live up you have to make those guys mesh. You just said they didn't mesh. Why didn't they mesh? You they have didn't play to be well the together. coach. Were, you have to be the leader. It was the way the team. roster was constructed. You bring in a bunch of random pieces that are not no, nearly as good as they used to Isaiah, be. Come on, 100%. man. He had to go. So, so if they had, if they brought in a different, if they had a better coach this year, they would have been what a championship contender. Isaiah, I'm not sure, and I'm not ready to say that, but it doesn't matter if you are the coach of three Hall of Famers and you cannot make the playoffs, then you deserve to be probably more than three Hall of Famers. Well, I'm just talking about the big three because they're all Hall of Famers. I think you would agree. If if AD stays you know, healthy somewhat and he continues to play, I think that all three of them are probably Hall of Famers. I think they were all probably on the top 75 list, right? I'm not sure, but maybe they were. Who cares? They're three awesome players. You need to make the playoffs. I don't care who is coaching that team. If you don't make the playoffs of that team, you deserve to be then, fired. Then the blame automatically goes on you, which is why. No, this no, no. Another question we have the on blame, here. The blame goes around to every single person on that team: the GM, the the uh, coach, and the players. But that's who's going to go. I think the GM, like it's all controlled by the owners, right? It's not. Is there like a true GM there? I don't really think so. I think most of the decisions are made by like the the bus, the bus family, yeah. right? So they can't go. You could get rid of players to make moves this year, but you're not gonna like. You could trade Westbrook or you could trade LeBron or AD, but why are you gonna want to get rid of LeBron or AD? So who's left? 
Vogel. Yeah, that's why I just wanted to mention real quick. A question around here is how desirable is the Lakers opening? Honestly, not very, not very desirable because if this happens again and you bring in all these random all-stars and they don't play up to the hype, then the blame's just going to automatically go on the coach and they're not going to last. Well, I, I and also, wanna... when you have LeBron on the team, like how much coaching are you even doing? He kind of takes over whatever team you I just on. want to address that before we have to close. So I'll say this real quick. All right. Uh, it's desirable and it's not desirable, and I'll explain. It's desirable in the sense that you're going to a team that's going to have Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis on contract next year. And that means that you have a chance to do something special and win a championship. It's undesirable in the sense that LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are only on contract for next year. At which point they may leave, and something tells me that if they don't win... LeBron's going to leave. So then you're stuck on a team with potentially just Anthony Davis and role players. So, and then I guess you could try to draw more talent there, which is possible. But so in that sense, it's not desirable. But if you want to go and win a championship and you have a shot next year to go and do it. And about LeBron being the main coach, he's so good that that's just how it is. Like, and if he doesn't he's that play good of a enough, leader. the team doesn't play good enough, you get fired. Right. All right, that's all the time, unfortunately, we have tonight. But thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, to the extra point, this is Isaiah Mueller signing off. This is Kenny Talkovich. Let's go, Matt.